hey, passive smokers, cancer in the 40s here. Uh, I have to admit that the reason this episode is, is as late as it is is because I put an undue amount of pressure on this episode uh, to be extremely good when it was a perfectly good episode and not to mention I sort of lost sight of what my process of podcasting is which is a, another creative conversation which we sort of get into when we talk uh, in the conversation and on this episode we have Far From Fact who will introduce themselves um, amazing podcast by the way a link down in the description go check them out post post you finishing this episode and I know we completed 100th episode and we should probably celebrate that in some way, which is, well, this episode and the Mahagat Bandhan vibes that it has. Um, but I will give you a longer PDA message at the end of this episode. Till then, enjoy the conversation with Far From Fact. And I'm gonna cue the fucking... This is the second time we're recording this, full disclosure to everyone listening. Yes. Because the first time we just sound um, not energetic. We sound deep fried. So, <laughs> nice uh, by the way Hussein Kesha like introduce yourself to the deep fried neurons audience okay hi I'm Keshav Naidu I'm um, one half of Far From Fact um, which is a weekly podcast we talk about uh, we, we solve fake problems uh, we fake solve real problems how about that yeah sorry and um in my real life, I, uh, I run a brand consultancy studio. I do pack brand packaging design and identity design. And I'm Hussein Merchant. Hey, everyone. Hi, all the deep fried neuron listeners. I'm the other half of Far From Fact. In my real life, I am a chartered accountant. Even the podcast is real life, but like in my <laughs> in my professional life, let's put it that way. And I do chartered accountancy things. <laughs> he does the cash money, guys. We need. Yes, yes. I I help you plan your taxes. Plan in inverted commas. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> well, actually, you know what? I have half an instinct to just like keep the old intro in like edit in the old intro because of how great it went um yeah where maybe we can Keshav keep just that. He exists. Uh, yeah we <laughs> should do both maybe you know have two intros why not yeah of course you can like alternate endings you can have both. alternate beginnings there's a bisexual joke there somewhere i don't know find it kids <laughs> leave it in the comments also you have a crowbar <laughs> in your hand yes i do Yes, I do. I want to take um, you to a crowbar. What is that song? <laughs> I want to take you candy to a shop. gay bar. That's the song. Is it gay bar? I thought that was candy shop. Never mind. No, that's a diff- my uh, sense of tune is very bad. So I think the, the song is I want to take you to a gay bar. Oh, okay. I mean, sure. Do what you want. <laughs> no, you asked me for an alternate bending, ending joke. So there's a <laughs> sitting duck. true anyway so since far from fact fake solves real problems um Mm -hmm. they they just here to like sort of hear me complain about my uh, pet peeve and then comment on it um because one of the things that really annoys me about being where i am in life is like being where i am geopolitically as well is just the fact that my life is so far affected by something that happened 200 years ago which is colonization Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, one of the reasons why all of us are in the same country, Keshav, 
is uh, from like Tamil Nadu you're Gujarati you live in Mumbai yeah and all of us are in the same country because all of us hated the same group of people yeah literally there's no other reason why all of us would be in the same place lingually i, I think none of us like see eye to eye either i don't know about i know about tamil being having a completely different script and origin but is gujarati a different script and origin as well or is it devnagari i don't know man honestly i don't know but i feel like if you can read hindi and if you uh, that's devnagari you will be able to at least uh, read half of a gujarati sentence or a word because it's similar oh. okay cool 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 yeah so it's the same family at least yeah but like tamil i don't attempt i have no <laughs> <laughs> straight up yeah. you know it's read vertically right i did not know that fucking with you <laughs> you know the first time somebody did that did that to me was uh, like a japanese person and i was like you're definitely fucking with me but that is different the, their posters are written vertically yeah yeah that's true yeah. that's true So you know uh deep fried you said that uh, nothing brings us together except for our hate for the british but i think hate is the strongest emotion man so uh hate has probably motivated people to do things that other other emotions never made them do so with i i i just thought it's important to call that out that it is very very strong and i have have you done anything out of hate uh quite a lot of petty things okay okay um like for example when i don't like my roommate i hide his earphones oh wow okay and then we get into this like petty squabble about hiding things so like on purpose he he won't even be hungry he'll just come in and finish all the fruits shit again out of hate again out of hate it's okay. very cute actually what you describing it sounds sorry sorry i ruined it for you but it's, it's it sounds like sibling rivalry yeah i mean it's it's close and it's close that's nice also like in this case it's the kind of hate that doesn't like uh, effect into anything that is super destructive mm, yeah. it's hate that brought us together yeah so it's I mean all my friends almost all of my friends are like non marathi speaking um like people from rachi assam charkhand mm-hmm. so it is hate that actually fostered love for an entire country of people so it's not all that bad yeah but hate what kind f- of hate um the kind of hate that like my boss is so bad that i would rather work with the enemy of my ancestors mm-hmm. to get rid of them <laughs> okay got it like our, our political system pre british and post british is so vastly different one because like so many years have passed but two also because the constitution is built on on the entire fact that were not the british um is that what it is it, it's built on the fact that we are not british so i think the constitution is built on the fact that 
we have a british constitution but we are not british yeah exactly that's i mean it's basically we like adopting the skeleton but we want to be uh, policed by ourselves yeah and uh, the, the other difference is that the the, the british i would say uh, in the uk uh, not in the uk mm-hmm. that they have one constitution for largely one language i mean i'm not counting scottish and welsh welsh um but it it's not so difficult to run here we have like so many so many languages it's almost mm-hmm. like the european union if you think about it we would have been better uh, off as 30 countries unified by the two that's okay i'm going to leave that in the recording i'm so sorry that's all right. go ahead <laughs> we 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 I, i think we would have been better off as 30 countries unified by a rupee Mm-hmm. like the eu was with the euro you know or is with the euro uh, we would have been far more competitive the healthy again sibling rivalry kind of comp- concept would have kicked in mm-hmm. and there wouldn't have been any dependency issues like you know certain states complaining about how they contribute so much to the kitty and the other states just you know benefit from it mm-hmm. yeah i know there's states complaining about gst also no yeah. that the central yeah. government is not giving them their share or some their share, share yeah. so you know i mean if yeah sorry go ahead go ahead if you're not in the favor of the ruling government it's not like you're going to get your share of like yeah. whatever tax allowances you need from the center yeah it's so, an active thing that they do so keshav i remember once you were i think you had a theory where different states should have cricket teams was it or or or, or am i or not remembering that correctly i don't remember i can't remember this theory okay yeah actually we we say so many things that yeah uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's actually like taking a shit i'm sorry <laughs> it's okay that's all i do it's like you know some people photograph their shits we don't <laughs> No it's listen podcasting is pure verbal vomit yeah. i i do this religiously yeah. i love this medium yeah. but it's verbal vomit it is it is like sometimes you'll vomit and then you'll analyze it like hey yeah. i don't remember eating a carrot <laughs> <laughs> hey that carrot and kakadi kind of went well together we should try that the next yeah. time. <laughs> so uh, i have this theory okay and mm-hmm. i want both of your uh, views on that and it came to me probably when i was taking a shit i don't remember <laughs> <laughs> but i i was thinking about uh, even on far from fact what we very often discuss is how indians are very unique in their characteristics their behavior you know their uh, their brilliance actually at avoiding laws and avoiding laws very intelligently so mm-hmm. do you feel like that is a direct outcome of being governed by the british or being ruled by the british where there was such a strict uh, kind of hand and then when they went away you know it's like a kid who who who's born in a very strict family going to the us for their undergrad or whatever and then doing everything over there so mm-hmm. do you feel the two are related uh in some ways mm-hmm. because um 
one of the contrasts between the british constitution and indian constitution is that the indian constitution is super descriptive and written mm-hmm. and the uk has an unwritten constitution okay okay so um i see the difference between that as like one of the things that they used to do is try to discipline the indian public because they're not the civilized people yeah and in that method of course that means um having complete exclusivity mm-hmm. and i think their just sense of um their sense of discipline was so extremely european that it just maladapted to like a dusty place mm. right. and i think those two together went into a place where like we learned we in we internalized avoiding laws as a part of navigating life yeah because it's it was completely real like the, the entire thing where you will get uh like hit in the legs if you're walking on the um on the paths through which the sahab goes on uh, his horse mm-hmm. to play polo so it's insane you know i think both of you are saying two very important things here like i think hussein's question is practically a theory yeah i mm-hmm. love it and i love it you know it's almost like saying that you know you had disdain for your master but the master left but the master left a rule book behind so mm. you still continue to have that disdain and uh, that disdain is now turned into street cred almost because it's like if you beat the law you can brag about it yeah you know yeah like one of the ways assertiveness works is like uh descent from authority which is yeah like a consistent theme in both art and popular culture yeah 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 super excellent i think we for us i mean in in the uk it will be like a you know or any other part it will be let's say street art or you know murals or stuff like that in india mm-hmm. it's it's literally like paying a bribe is art is an art form <laughs> yeah totally and then you know you're not even shy about it you come you're and not. brag to your family about how, how you discount it. you yeah and at at the discounted rate i paid paid a bribe अरे तूने दो हजार भरा मैंने सेम चीज पंद्रह सौ में किया क्या यार यारेटिंग ब्रैग इन आर कल्चर लाइक फॉर एग्जाम्पल हिप हॉप लाइक इन अमेरिका और ब्रिटेन यूल हियर ब्रैग्स अबाउट हैविंग लाइक गोल्ड चेन्स आई स्टाउट हैंड नेक एंड वॉट नॉट इन इंडिया इट विल बी लाइक आंटी पुलिस बुला लेगी तो यार तेरा करेगा हैंडल Ah. actual lyrics yeah. and how much you saved on a swiggy discount yeah. somebody needs to brag about, about the savings <laughs> actually you that, know what speaking of tax rate itna aaya badass <laughs> speaking of uh, rap about mundane things have you guys heard garibi no is that an artist uh, or a song That's an artist. Okay. <laughs> sounds really bad. Sounds cool. So he's going against the grain of rap. In in some sense, yeah. Yes. Um basically the entire album was in response to like Gully Boy. Correct. Uh and how Gully Boy Gully Boy the way it was shot was actually just poverty porn. Right. And also the fact that it was politically neutered and um the entire deal with uh Zoya Akhtar directing a movie that's so heavily political but doesn't say anything about politics right 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 uh so like that's what the artist intended for and they were on the podcast by the way oh if wow right you want to check okay. it out 
that's super cool i'll check that out yeah so basically their entire thing is parody rap about how being poor is a flex hmm kick ass but yeah but some of their um i think my f- favorite song by them is uh, swag mera phukat wala ha <laughs> nice and uh, yeah t-shirt mere abba ka aur jacket mere bhai ka pant aur belt mere maa ke kamai ka oh aur <laughs> jacket banaya maine 42 hui ek chatai ka <laughs> badass so, man badass it's killer yeah, yeah, yeah. Killer i do love a good bad, a good um absurd rap song yeah so this is not even absurd i feel this is like almost saying this is counter culture to what rap is in the west even here mm-hmm. it's born out of oppression but there they dealt with the oppression by spending here mm-hmm. it's uh, the outcome is completely different and hence original yeah which is um very unique to us so i mean there are good rap let's not talk about rap music sorry i'll get i lost. man i you know i have an unpopular opinion about rap and about mm-hmm. rap that is the whole gully boy kind of uh, popularized rap i do do both of you feel like it is uh, I, i feel like it's not suited to our language i don't know why and i feel like maybe you you don't have to rap i know that there are all these emotions and all which are very similar and comparable but i don't feel like just chipkaving rap as a form of art to our language and all makes sense i feel like maybe there are better ways of doing it and and to me it seems you know copied like you're just copying a western thing and you mm-hmm. are doing it here when it may not be the best way to express those emotions oh i, I disagree heavily with you sen okay uh, okay yeah i wanted uh, opinions yeah i i can take the center on this one and say like i know the artists mm-hmm. which you could refer to and say that that's that's a unoriginal flow and that's a, just a parallel of the west that you're trying uh, to build probably but i would i also know a lot of artists who are doing super original work mm-hmm. yeah um i mean as much as i like have trouble listening to says on the beat the fans please don't 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 pollute the comment section on this i know everybody loves says on the beat but like somebody like prabdeep mm-hmm. um i even like this guy kambhari Hmm. I find his flow to be super original and super like vernacular. Yeah, so uh I think where I enjoy Indian rap or hip hop is uh is that it comes from anger. Mhm. And uh you know, when it is when that anger is real, you can you can kind of feel it, you know. Mhm. Um and that anger could be anything. That anger could be poverty, anger could be establishment. Hmm. Power skew, anything. वाला time पे नहीं आया. Swiggy वाला time पे नहीं आया. Because you can also have privileged trap. You can because anger yeah. does anger is not uh, yeah. the 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 what do you call the prerogative of the underprivileged, mm-hmm. right? So mm-hmm. so you can be from Malabar Hill and also uh, rap. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, but but the settings have to be right. You know, there has to be enough discomfort. for the anger to not come out and then it finally gets channeled into that i also feel like when it comes to privileged rap 
there's like a niche for it but you have to do it with a certain amount of self awareness yeah tongue in cheek yeah absolutely you have to do it tongue in cheek yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. um who's that artist i was thinking about i think he's called solomonophonic oh yeah sounds really cool i want to check it out um he wrote a song it's it's not exactly rap it's very sing songy i don't know r&b probably right uh, but elements of rap as well um it's a song about how he's rich enough to afford a house but not rich enough to go on a really good date <laughs> so he just takes the girl to chilies <laughs> and the song is super song is sexual frustration and chilies <laughs> that's super cool yeah welcome to chilies i do okay. recommend checking i'll check it yeah definitely. welcome to chilies welcome to chilies bitch Sounds i have like a my jam <laughs> Oh, yeah, by the way, we were talking about uh, what kind of music music you guys been listening to. Uh, yeah, so, like, so I don't know. Somehow I've I've gotten into this like dream pop uh, funk space. Mm-hmm. You know, or uh, uh, there's a new genre I think discovered inadvertently, and it's being labeled analog pop. Oh wow! Analog pop, which is basically um, new music, but um, even though it's well produced, electronic, and all of that. it will always have elements from like it will have a vintage thing to it like it will either take swing or it will take something from a funk or mm-hmm. classic rock or but it's made now so that makes it little timeless okay but lots more oh. new music is being made in that space and i love that space i kind of have a tangent that i can take about a conversation i had with somebody else uh, about this like because of the for the uh, origin of the same thing um we were talking about vaporwave of course which is like um a very specific aesthetic in internet culture i'm pretty sure you've seen it it just says aesthetic with uh, helios's face in like pink and blue lighting right um and one of the reasons why all these themes from the past keep coming back in popular culture and music or visual like culture is because uh, a generation of kids now has nostalgia about a time they never lived in mm. <laughs> that's a great point to make man yeah and analog pop sort of at least sounds like um sounds like that right yeah sounds like a result of that result of that very cool that's actually true even for me because um, me being my age even though i'm like i'm 41 i let's say i didn't hear fleetwood mac when i was growing up but i heard it say f- after its time and uh, i'm nostalgic about fleetwood mac now that mm-hmm. it's making a say resurgence of sorts where you know lots of new kids are discovering it over mm. discovering it and similarly i feel like um uh, I feel, I see no wrong in it is what I'm saying you know yeah of course of course there's nothing wrong with it lucky yeah. ali i think got discovered recently by millions But, of yeah yeah that is that is funny and uh, that, so I, I i came across <laughs> a joke about how quickly he was discarded also oh shit yeah <laughs> oh man like in the sense because it's so fickle yeah this, you know the Yeah. We have like a running joke with this other podcast, uh, Bad in Bollywood. I know any anybody who listens to my podcast, even like regularly, would know about them. Um, is Lucky Ali the reason he his resurgence didn't stay is because it's already been captured by Lifafa. 
no man lifafa so different anyway i like lifafa i do i love lifafa i love lifafa i love lifafa yeah, yeah. but you know lucky ali is a very very different product it's it's like a, uh, i he, think he's uh, good good sorry uh, so uh, i mean really all i was saying is that it's melancholy but melancholy from a different time and a different style this is melancholy from i mean it's far more current you can say let's say uh i think the point we were trying to make is that both of them uh sound drunk off their tits when they're singing <laughs> that that's it that's that's our point of comparison yeah sleepy i'm sleepy i want yeah, to go I'm home i'm sleepy i want to go home <laughs> <laughs> oh sanam mohabbat ki kasam i just want to get some naps like <laughs> just an afternoon nap yeah uh um but the reason we compared the two of them is just that their vocal appeal is the same but their music is vastly different yeah vocal appeal correct absolutely yeah like you know i mean this is going to be high praise but uh rifafa what his name surya surya khan surya khan surya khan yeah i mean he's the first time i heard peter cat like a few years ago when i i thought it was leonard cohen Okay that's that's a, that, that is big praise yeah yeah so i was like oh my god this guy is good no he is great i i think the first time i heard him was uh because like somebody made me listen to him in a car hmm and i we heard that throughout pune to bombay down and back uh yeah he was brilliant um anyway guys go check out lefafa he needs a shout out clearly it's not like i have the 400 subscribers by the way how how has your growth been podcast like we can talk business in public it's okay these guys are here <laughs> uh, how has like response been it's been good man no no complaints at all so definitely we wish for it to be a lot more but uh, for 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 the kind of effort that we put in honestly i think it's not bad and given that podcasting is still not that big and all of the usual stuff mm-hmm. yeah i look at podcasting very differently i look at it as my superpower because which is why i refer to the other thing as my real life <laughs> uh i mean where we put on capes <laughs> i mean i just put on headphones and a mic but sure <laughs> <laughs> also what kind of what kind of superhero reveals their identity like do you have no fear do you fear no man uh you tell me anuj <laughs> thank you <laughs> <laughs> sorry we'll have to edit that sorry <laughs> no 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 i'll keep it in just for the joke <laughs> <laughs> um what was i going to say Anyway, so like when you say what the kind of effort you put in what is the far from fact process like what do you guys do on most occasions we do hard we don't do much man it's just uh, it, it's it's decide when we want to record i think that is 90% of the effort just figuring out a, a, a time for us to record together <laughs> once that is That's done hilarious. 90% of the work is scheduled <laughs> yeah <laughs> and 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 the, then we just get on a call and we talk about stuff and then mm-hmm. 
now in fact you know a, a lot of our topic suggestions come from listeners so that is also taken care of in some sense and yeah. then we just talk and then there is editing involved so probably that's something which uh, we do different from i think many podcasters because whenever we say that we edit and it's so say about one and a half hour of content will be edited into a 25 30 minute episode mm-hmm. and so so there is heavy chopping of stuff and many people find that surprising you know they like shit man you guys you you guys drop so much they are very shocked at the amount that gets dropped but i think that's what keeps the podcast entertaining and i i have no shame in admitting that uh, 60 minutes are cut out of every 90 minutes that we record i mean editing is a very important part of like uh podcasting in general i think i was listening to another podcast called uh, like heavyweight i don't know if you guys have heard of it no no uh, gimlet media I, i recommend you check it out it's basically this dude who helps people get weight off their chest mm-hmm. so he chases these stories into like oh wow um emotional resolution mm-hmm. and some of them actually make you cry it's quite heavy wow. uh, jonathan goldstein like contact me please i want hmm. employment sorry <laughs> um so basically one of the things he talked about is uh, this movie that he found very interesting which had no editing at all and this russian director uh planned an entire uh, two days at a russian museum got permissions from the state everything was in place mm-hmm. and he did not put in a single cut throughout the movie wow oh wow and the and the only problem he had with that movie was um one of the violinists who was in a scene mm-hmm. looked directly at the camera like he was caught uh like mid masturbation by his parents <laughs> <laughs> i know this because i went and looked at that clip <laughs> um and he never edited that out mm-hmm. uh but he was like i always wish i did so i completely understand because one of the things i like about of far from fact is how tight it sounds yeah yeah and, and, and editing and is that, how you get it that takes work man you know there's no uh, hiding the fact that editing that, that is, is laborious yeah that is the only labor intensive uh, i think task in our entire process and mm-hmm. it takes that attention to detail i think to put out a product where the listener doesn't zone out which i think happens with most uh, podcasts and it may happen in 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 far from fact as well but if there if that thing is i think both of us now have uh, have this point of view that if that bit is in there it's in there because the joke makes sense for that bit to be in there otherwise mm-hmm. it wouldn't be in there okay i mean it's creation of what you want to create i guess yeah because all of my favorite youtubers that i think back to editing is the best bit mm. like never have i appreciated a poorly edited video <laughs> yeah uh, unless that's the point of, of it of course but yeah um usually even uh, do you guys watch exobia or uh, what's his name bill words no no uh he made this video called history of the entire world i guess oh wow. and 
it's the history of the entire world in 19 minutes wow like from the conception of the universe to now can oh man i'm going to look this up where do i find it uh youtube youtube e x u r b i a exobia is that bill words is the one who made uh, like history of the entire world bill words made a, a video called unlimited rice pudding that basically talks about how you can master time travel and the philosophical quandaries that come with it but it's such an entertaining and accessible video uh that it just it just gets you every time i think it's 8 or 10 minutes but during the period of that those 8 or 10 minutes he goes from a hypothetical to being the all powerful god that comes down to like human society to just give justice and build unlimited rice pudding okay <laughs> <laughs> is keshav looking at exobia right now no no yeah i'm trying to i'm trying to find what i should watch in on all of this so i should watch unlimited rice unlimited. pudding unlimited yes okay. definitely okay i'll i've just linked found the link i'm not watching it now but uh, i'll just save it yeah cool <clears throat> you know on the um, on the thing of editing on the topic of editing just i i feel like uh, it it also it also shows that you respect uh, listeners time because mm-hmm. very often the the kind of view is that we want to not edit because the person gets a real experience but at least for uh, the content that we create so far from fact specifically i feel if we were not to edit and if we were to leave in a 60 minute recording for maybe uh, just a you know 7 8 minute laugh maybe that would be disrespecting the listeners time i think it also comes from the fact that you guys do intend to be a comedy podcast absolutely yeah 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 as as somebody who tried to write stand up for a total of 3 years of their life I understand that's it's a it's a lot of work mm. like out of 20 minutes of the shit that you'll rant about you'll find 5 minutes that are worth using yeah and you'll have to like drop the rest so I, it's completely fair like the medium that you're using demands editing mm. yeah uh speaking of your content one of the episodes that I we talked about the last time we tried to record this is the adultery one yeah yeah, yeah. back to yeah, our yeah. favorite uh... <laughs> hobby <laughs> favorite person yeah <laughs> is husain married <laughs> yeah i am i am recently <laughs> married that too oh wow yeah. okay this is this is going great for us isn't it <laughs> yeah uh anyway so one of the things that bothers me about british law again and this is i'm telling to the audience because these guys already know we talked about this the last time is the fact that adultery law was in like in put into the penal code of india in 1960 1860 where macaulay went out of his way to criminalize sex between two people if it is without the without the consent of the husband like right. there is sheer determination to include your sexual fetish into law i feel like i feel like it's worth appreciating at least 
So I have a question. Uh, when you say went out of his way, is there like evidence to suggest that? Do we know that it's not anywhere else and it's only here? Um, I'm pretty sure because like the British law has no such thing in the last hundred years. Okay. Uh, it's like that law on um, sexuality, like decriminalization of homosexuality. Mm-hmm. They did that in the 1970s. Mm. It took us 50 years to get there. But mm. what's more surprising, it took us just that long. Like 2018 is when homosexuality gets decriminalized. But also Supreme Court uh, like says adultery is no longer a crime in the way it's written in IPC. Mm. It's still a ground for divorce though. So um, if the dad who did the adultery bit, you're, you're, you're safe. Unless the husband of the woman you slept with wants to sue you. Okay, kids, that's all I have for you this week. Thank you to Far From Fact, that is Hussain and Keshav, for not only being on the podcast, but scheduling two different recording sessions uh, with me. And of course, uh, sort of putting up with my child brain. And a special thank you to every single regular listener on this podcast. I do not think I appreciate the listening time that my listeners spend with me. And I think this is one of the occasions where I am compelled to do so. A special, special thanks to everyone who's supported me monetarily, especially Nachiket. And I single him out because he has been paying consistently since the beginning of this podcast and is an active listener and one of the best critics of this ep- of this podcast. I have been motivated to do 100 episodes of this podcast just because of him. And of course, I want to do more projects. I also think I should take the time to thank all of you who bought the merch which is a lot more than I expected there to be. So in general, to all my audience, even people who tuned in for one episode and just bailed, thank you so much. It is It means a great deal to me that you spend any time listening to my content. But I have to admit that at least for the last four to five months, this has been a significantly different, difficult thing to do, creating content, I mean. Not to say that I don't enjoy it. Of course, I love creating content and I love posting these things on but at the same time it has gotten slightly more difficult to create curate and edit and write content that I really want to put out I've been become more picky maybe Uh, there used to be a time on this podcast where every brain fart I had was an episode but I don't think that's the right way to treat my audience anymore which is why um, I'm making a few announcements, which again will be a separate post. So don't be surprised if there's repetition. I kind of want to make content that is worth your money. To be honest, that's sort of been my prerogative for the last 30 episodes. I've been trying actively to improve the quality of my content. I mean, I've always been doing that since the last two years, but over the hundred episodes that I've done, I'm going to call it season one of the podcast. I've sort of found my voice as a podcaster and I'd like to utilize it more sparingly and more deliberately, which is why instead of doing 50 to 52 episodes a year, I'm going to do just 12. I'm announcing that over the next year, there only will be 12 deep fried neurons episodes. And I promise they will be worth your time because they're going to be longer than 20 minutes, number one. Number two, they're going to be slightly detailed. And by slightly, I mean they're going to be excruciatingly detailed in some points. And... I also want to announce another thing because I know 12 episodes is not a lot of work that I'm putting on my plate. It is work 
and one episode a month is going to be worth the amount of time that I'm taking to create that episode, of course. But I also want to spend some time editing videos by themselves as a medium of video. I generally feel I underutilize it quite a lot as somebody who loves watching videos, that is. So there will be 12 video essays as well. Um, so a total of 24 projects is all I'm taking for the next year. But all of that starts only after a one month break. I am taking a break from doing YouTube and I'm taking a break from Instagram as well. I will not be posting anything for a month and I will see you one month later. And I promise you that all of that content will be worth your time. And while we're at 100 episodes, here's to 100 more. I kind of know that at some point, uh, just financial responsibility, time is going to catch up with me. And as unfortunate as it is, I feel like sustainability wise, this podcast hasn't succeeded, even though the audience that I've gained is amazing. I love each and every one of you. Wet, sloppy kisses. Um, Only if you're into it, of course. Very consensual, wet, sloppy kisses to you. And... While the promise of the 100th episode is only till the next 12 episodes, let's celebrate 150. I want to get to 150 episodes of the Fred Neurons podcast, but we'll be there in some time, considering how much I'm committing to this podcast currently. Um, And thank you for listening. Bye.